Morning Armor Insiders. Welcome to the morning meeting, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this morning meeting. It's a Tuesday. <clears throat> what we're going to talk about first is the um, progression of this new bull market. Um, so we'll talk macro and how we have our macro fund set up. We're going to then drill down into a couple of stocks that are at the top of the whiteboard, somewhere we're adding some long-term options on um, and how we're managing risk right now. Um, and so all those fun things we're going to talk about. So I appreciate you spending time starting your day here with me. This is a virtual hedge fund experience, mm -hmm. Armor Investing. We set up three different ways for you to interact with us. Let's just be clear on that. The Armor Report, that's our morning meeting. That's the uh, captain's log. Get yourself ready for the trading session. Do it yourself. You can join us on the desk as an Armor Insider. Okay, so now you're going to be a portfolio manager with us, executing as we execute live during the trading session. And then, of course, uh, for those of you who can't sit at the desk all day, who have a harder time taking the information and turning it into a profitable uh, position, we can manage your capital if you wish. That's something we don't do very often, but um, if if you find yourself in the position at the end of the year, looking back and saying, I'm not positioned correctly, market's up huge, why am I not there? Um, I can't sit on the desk, maybe I should um, discuss with Brett um, the possibility of that type of relationship. And we could do that, perhaps. So feel free to direct message me, give me a shout, we can chat about whether or not that's the right fit. So those are the three ways. We can do it on your own, do it with us, or we'll do it for you. All right. Um, Remember, you're the risk manager of your own assets. So everything I talk about, everything you hear out there, at the end of the day, you've got to be the smart money, make your own decision, and execute your strategy. Okay? I submit to you that I'd like to change the name of the Magnificent Seven. And I'm going to tell you why. I hear constant griping. that the Magnificent Seven are too strong, up too much, have too much weighting on the major indexes, and all of this ridiculousness. But it's just hate. There's a whole bunch of hate for the Magnificent Seven. So I submit to you today that you and I start this. Let's start trending it on Twitter. And let's call it the Hateful Eight. Because that's what it is. Everyone loves to hate the Magnificent Seven, as they keep going higher. And so I submit to you, we add Netflix to the other seven, and we call it the Hateful Eight. Every major bull market in my career has leadership that drives, that drives higher and farther than anyone expects all the way up. And people hate them. But it's part and parcel of a bull market. You need that leadership. You need that angst as the market keeps driving higher. So we're going to call it from now on the hateful eight. No such thing as Magnificent Seven. It's the hateful eight that are going to keep charging higher. And Netflix is that addition. 
Let's dive down real quick into a chart pattern in Netflix. Why do I choose Netflix? First of all, it's breaking out of another unbelievable uh, basing structure. Okay. You can see it right there. We can drill down into the um, William O'Neill chart. You wanted to see a little bit of the fundamentals right here. You can see in the right-hand part of the screen, I'm flashing over it right now with my cursor. It says pivot. So according to William O'Neill, at 500, Netflix is breaking out of this big base. And this is the pivot to get long Netflix. I want to tell you guys something, and, and this is true. It's a fact. I've been doing this for a long time, and I, and I say this in, in all humility, okay? I say this in all humility. There are so many unbelievable chart pattern breakouts of quality companies happening right now and in the last month and a half that I honestly, I can only pull up a, a handful of times in my career where I've seen this amount of capital coming into the market to this broad degree. Only a few times in my career have I seen anything like this. There are so many charts. Look at it again. Here's Netflix. I, I can't even figure out what chart to show you today when it comes to what's my highlighted chart of the day. I choose Netflix. But I mean, there's so many, it's almost impossible for me to choose just one. And I choose Netflix because I add it to the seven and then we call it the hateful eight now. What's amazing, the beauty of this, 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 this is being painted on a canvas. It's becoming a masterpiece of a bull market. The beauty is that it's on a backdrop of a two-year bear market. And for the innocent, their eyes were shielded from the slaughter of that two-year bear market. Because of the Magnificent Seven. It's kind of why they called it Magnificent Seven, right? Just like the movie. They came in and saved people, right? That's what those seven stocks did. Up through October, if you took those seven stocks out, the S&P was down on the year. If you look at growth stocks, innovative growth stocks, they dropped like 80% from the highs over a two-year period. It was absolute destruction. And the Magnificent Seven saved the innocent people for having to see that, 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 that slaughter. Because they just carried the market. The weighted indexes were up a little bit, flat to up a little bit. And then, bang, November rolled around and everything broke out. And the Magnificent Seven have turned into the hateful eight. People can't stand it. Too much waiting, too strong. They're focusing on the wrong thing. It's broad. The whole market's breaking out. Yesterday, I showed you the Dow index and the transports. For those of you who are old school and care about the Dow transports and the Dow, which is the Dow theory, breaking out of a huge cup. There are so many chart patterns. I, I got to go back to. I can't remember. I really can't remember a time that looked this good. If you, if you, when I say look this good, off of a backdrop of a two-year 
normal bear market because rates were increased, liquidity was taken out of the system, and it created this huge basing pattern. And now one after another, we're seeing breakouts out of basing structures. That's what I mean when I say so good. What does that mean? It looks so good. It didn't look good March of 2020. The market had been slaughtered. And then the Fed started buying everything in sight. And so you had to buy a V bottom, which was not easy to do. As a technical analyst, you're like, oh, the market doesn't V bottom. Remember that argument? Oh, the market can't V bottom. <laughs> it can't if the Fed's buying the market. If you go back to 2009, March of 2009, that was really hard to buy. Because the market had just crashed in 2008. Again, the Fed was buying the market, so it didn't. you didn't have to be a technical analyst to buy in 2009. You just had to understand the Fed starting to buy everything in sight. Maybe I saw breakouts like this in, in 1999 that lasted right on through the first quarter, the first quarter of 2000. First quarter of 2000, I think the market was up like 35 to 40%. It was sick. And then, of course, it ended and crashed, okay? But where are we right now? It's December, just like 1999, and things are rocketing off of huge bases. Maybe it's like that. I don't remember. I have to go back and look. So what we, what makes me say this is so incredible is that we have this perfect two-year bear market that wrung out the liquidity and created these massive bases. Take a look at Netflix. And now they're just starting to come out. So, highlighted stock of the day is Netflix. Bull market is getting stronger. Nothing is standing in the way of a melt up into the end of the year or just a grind higher into the end of the year. It doesn't have to skyrocket, just keep grinding higher. Um, seasonality will tell you the market likes to grind higher into the end of the year, particularly in a year where the market has the bit in its teeth. Physics would say this is a, what do we call it? An irresistible force. And the only thing that would stop it right now is some immovable object. I don't know what that is. I can't worry about that. I can't be afraid of what may happen next. What I can tell you, what we're doing on our desk is we loaded up in November. We allocated a certain amount of cash in November. So some of our portfolio is sitting U.S. Treasury bills, the five and a half percent yield out till April. I can't touch that money now. And it is hard. It's like burning a hole in my pocket. I want to put that money to work so bad. It, it's difficult to resist. But I won't do it. We're having a huge run. I don't need the excess risk right now. I want to earmark that capital for weakness or a consolidation, and then I'll put it to work. There will be a sell-off somewhere in here. So now let's shift to managing risk. I just gave you the reason why the market looks unbelievable, and I think it's going to be rallying a lot longer than people think. And it may be like a 99-2000 thing where it rips in Q1. And then it, boom, 
but we don't have to worry about the and the boom part until we get there. Right now, we have to get while the getting is good. You might ask yourself, if you've been following me for three years, if you're an Armor Insider for a while, you, you, you may be saying to yourself the last couple of weeks, what happened to the Brett Rosenthal that we knew? Where I always lead with risk management and all that type of stuff, right? And I'm sitting here for the last few weeks, the last month really, since November 6th, pounding the table saying to you, this is a sick bull market. And you must be like, who is this guy? What happened to the Brett that we knew? Because I always lead with risk management. But I, I've been trying to explain and impress upon you as much as I can in, in November that something unique is happening. That's not to get you to run out and buy things now. You, you needed to be in position already. If you're not in position already, feel free to call and talk to me. I'm happy to share with you strategy, right? You could do it on your own. You could do it with us on the desk, or I'll do it for you if, you, if that works for you, if that's what you'd like. We could talk about it, okay? But if you aren't invested to the level you want right now, it's unbelievably important that you don't just throw the money at the market right now. There will be corrections along the way. So our job now is to just manage success. Whatever we were willing to commit at the beginning of November, that's the allotment. I say this for myself as much as you. I have cash and accounts and I cannot touch it, even though I'm dying to touch it and go buy a whole bunch of Netflix right now. Deep breath. Be happy with success. Your net worth should be up a lot in the last month and a half. There'll be a consolidation or weakness to test the uptrend. And after that first consolidation slash weakness ends and the armor algos give a second buy signal, that will be the time to finish off whatever exposure we want. Because believe it or not, the next move after a consolidation is going to be bigger than the one we just went through following wave theory. And I tend to believe that the first move off the bottom catches people by surprise market corrects. And when it starts to go up again, everybody who missed the original entry piles into the next one. So we didn't miss the original entry. We'll manage risk here. We'll raise stops here. Maybe we'll book some profits. If the market comes down some trade around the core, follow on buy trigger. Everything we want in goes in for the eventual third wave. Wave one is now. Wave two is the consolidation. Wave three is the explosion. Then there's wave four and five in a perfect five-wave pattern. I mean, it's never perfect, but there's a ballpark understanding Elliott wave, right? So um, shifting over to risk management real quick and our portfolio. If you hear me adding something to the portfolio, for instance, I added uh, NVIDIA calls to the portfolio yesterday, okay? I think they're, I've been saying this for a long time. I think they're going to mark up NVIDIA to the end of the year. So I put on a couple of leaps there. If I'm buying anything, 
like um, last week I was buying uh, meta leaps, right? We were buying meta right near the 50 day moving average. It had a big up day yesterday. Okay. So if you hear me buying meta leaps, what are leaps? Long-term options. I go out to 2025, January of 25. I'm picking up a year and I'm buying something out of the money with the largest open interest. That's what I like to do. Okay. I'm using it like a quasi stock, really. You know, I'm, I'm not, um, that, that's what I like to do. So, so instead of tying up capital in a $500 stock, I'm going and buying calls at a level that I'm comfortable with out a year. And it, you know, it trades, it, it, it trades like a small cap growth stock is what it does. Okay. Um, but if you see me adding meta calls, if you see me adding NVIDIA calls, um, I, I have my finger on the trigger for Tesla, but it just failed yesterday. I'm going to watch it again. See, I might put on some Tesla calls. If I do that, please be advised and understand a, I only do that for an aggressive portfolio that buys options. And I don't have to do that, but for myself, I like to do it. And B I'm funding it by booking some profits in QLD and SSO. So I'm cutting those positions down a little bit da, 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 and adding a little bit of these things, which give me a little more juice on the two or three or four of the hateful eight that I want to own. Maybe Netflix, maybe I buy some Netflix calls. Okay. And I'm just shaving down um, QLD and SSO a, a tad. I want to take this moment to, to remind you that you don't need to touch the portfolio at all at this point. What I was saying on the desk yesterday is like, just don't screw it up. You're, you're having a huge success. Don't screw it up. Don't trade. Stop trading. Just raise your stops as you go. Book some profits at targets. Raise up a little bit of cash. So when the market sells off, you don't feel panicked. In fact, you look forward to that. You're like, great. I took some profits off the top. Now the market's come down. Buy signal, put the money back to work, and you dictate to the market instead of the market dictating to you. Okay? The hardest thing right now is to stop chasing. Don't chase. Don't chase. Just sit on your hands and enjoy the ride. Okay? Um, those are my thoughts for today. I'm just checking. Is there anything? No, I think that's about it. I am trading just for the fun of it. Um, I, I trade micro strategy. Okay. This is like my Bitcoin proxy. And so I'm, I'm trading that I might be back on micro strategy, but I'm off of it right now. And what I did instead, and shh, shh, don't tell anybody this. Okay. Let's just keep this between us. Um, but I put a little bit of hive on just for the fun of it. All right. This entry point hive looks interesting to me. Stocks trading at three ninety five, trying to cross four bucks. I mean, this is you're not going to find this on the spreadsheet. I'm not putting this in portfolio. I just do it for myself personally, and I'm sharing with you guys in the morning call. But don't tell anybody that I'm doing it. All right? I generally keep uh, assets, particularly fiduciary money that I run. I'm not buying Hive, but for the fun money, I might put a little bit of there. And I bought some yesterday at the close, just for the fun of it. Okay. And um, this is my last chart for you today. Chart of the day was maybe Netflix. There's so many I don't know. But in case you still want to argue with me about the market, I know you probably don't because you're an armor insider and you get it and you make your money with it. But um, anybody else who's watching this video and wants to still debate the hateful eight and wants to still complain about the market, I share this chart with you. 
That is a chart of fangs. That is the fang chart. Let me let me put it up another way. That is just a perfect cup and handle on the leadership in the bull market. And let me tell you something. You need leadership in a bull market. And the leaders will go higher and farther than anybody would expect. They'll, they'll go up right through the downgrades. Analysts will miss it all the way up. There'll be a couple analysts that get it. A couple will get it. You, you just don't see chart patterns like this on the leadership coming out of a bear market, you know, turning into a bull market. It just doesn't, you, you can print this up and put it on your desk. You put it above your desk. That's a sick chart pattern on the hateful eight. I wish you all a wonderful trading session. I can't wait to work with those of you who are trading with me on the live stream. We start at 930. Um, so I'll see you all. I'll see you all there. Everybody have a great trading session. And remember, be the smart money.